a blur of the darkest blue, was all that was left of the sky that wasn't black. It sloped outwards beyond the murmuring expanse of skyline and into the beetle-coloured night. She had found a patch of grass just past a sharp bend and had pulled her car over. It was an ideal spot for her night's activity. There wouldn't be anyone around. The nearest houses were at least a mile away. She was high up in the hills, on the ridges of the town. Views looked out across the sinewy becks, the grain gorse bushes, tatty hedgerows, stone borders in between thicket and patchworks of trees, and the humble farms, entrenched in mud. She saw the hushed lights of the town on the edge of the view, with its mirage of orange lamps and an echo of another place and time. The black lamb would be hot with the smell of thickened gravy. The pleasant bald men at the bar would be sliding beer mats between their fingers, saying familiar things to bar staff and letting the young'uns make them feel old with their tales of the tick-tock. Caitlin wasn't calling it a New Year's resolution, but instead just a little mission for the winter months. Stargazing in the darkened hills after her evening bowl of soup, which she was eating from Tuesday to Thursday now. She would steal away in her car and rummage across the countryside for a suitable spot in which she would stare at the world beyond the earth. But this wasn't her getting into astronomy. She didn't care for knowing the constellations, the distances or even the possible planets disguised as a star. She didn't want to unweave the rainbow. She just wanted to relax under a few hundred stars and get out the house for a little while and then drive home for a decaf Earl Grey. It was unexpectedly warm for a January night. The reading on her car said 13 degrees, which made the world feel obscure to her. She was dressed in her merino base and quilted puffer just in case, but she certainly didn't have the heating on as she pulled the handbrake up and switched the engine off. Then she stepped out the car. Then she sat on the bonnet, leaning up to the sky, and it made her immediately feel sunken into the mystery of the night. When you look deeper, they begin to disappear, she remembers. They require glances, small sweeps across the bend of the sky to see them. But then to hone in on one or two meant to commit to losing sight of the neighbouring ones. You need to be sneaky when you look. She slowed her breathing to a steady wave and her muscles fell into her body. Her skin drooped and buzzed with the warmth inside her layers of soft cotton clothing. The elegant smell of the night was made from cool air that washed up from the base of the hills and caught the white hairs on her cheeks and chin. All of the stars seemed to smother her but then they also comforted her while she was perched on the cool metal of the nose of the car. With her fingers interlocked, she gently stroked her palm with her thumb in her left hand, 
she was a gaping mind, without a trace of the day that had been, the days that would come, or the days after that. Nothing particular brought her back into the present, except perhaps a faint need to take a sip of water, but it wasn't urgent. Having become aware of her consciousness, she felt she could have a little seat in the car and stare at the sky through the window for a while, and then perhaps return to the outside soon afterwards. She tilted the driver's seat back about 30 degrees and wound the window down halfway. Then she unzipped her puffer, exposing a fluffy but slightly tight green jumper underneath. The window gave her perhaps 20% less view of the stars now, but she was content to see them and appreciate the select few that it exposed. The evening seemed to be getting warmer. Her eyes seemed to be getting heavier. So she blinked a few dozen times, and then she rested her lids and then very quickly she fell asleep with her head resting on the third of the window that remained unopened. His socks were tucked into his joggers. His trainers looked lost as they dragged on the path. There was a hop to his walk but not one with childish innocence. This was more urgent and undeveloped like he hadn't bothered to finish learning to walk properly. He was obviously skinny under this tracksuit that hung on him like clothes on a messy chair. But he was older than a teenager. He looked like he was trying to add more years to his face with smudges of a sneering beard. They were patchy and dotted with acne. He drew phlegm from his sinus and he fired it on the road, puffing on a vape getting exhausted by the incline of the hill. Although he hadn't the ammunition in his nasal pathways for any more, his desire to spit failed to produce enough for him, so it dribbled from him like petrol from a pump. Then he noticed her reg plate, and the make and model of the car, and then he angled his head to show a suggestion of interest. you would hardly notice that his speed slowed somewhat now that there was something within his vicinity that interested him. Something was stuck in his tooth, so he tugged and prized at it with his tongue, craning his head to try and investigate whether anyone was in the vehicle. He stopped walking for a second and just stared, occupied with his teeth and fascinated by the car. He checked behind him again. He moved silently towards it, keeping a very close eye at the driver's seat, where he had noticed the black outline of the person. Then he saw her sleeping face, resting on the window. Whatever had been lodged in his teeth had been freed and spat from his lips, and then he cleaned his mouth with vape smoke, The device required shaking, so he jostled with it, and now felt there was more give in the drawer. He looked behind him once again. There was a limp and stony veneer to his face, shady and suspect 
he began to carefully walk towards the car, checking behind him and around him. Now he was a metre from the window and his breathing showed through his tracksuit. He was like a cat as he stared at her sleeping face. The window didn't offer a breeze and the air seemed even more warm than earlier. It was as if the world was heating up in the night air. His bottom lip became dry and tucked over his top and his jawline pushed forward and back in time with her breathing. He stared at her fluffy jumper and the movement her chest made whilst breathing and his own breathing was twice as quick. Her mouth was ajar and some strands of her hair curled over the edge of the window and onto the exterior. He watched them move. He got even closer to her now, treading so lightly on the grass around the car, it was like his smoke was moving towards the window. Then he pulled his phone from his back pocket, and within five seconds, he'd zoomed in and captured a photo of her sleeping face. The action was so stealthy, it felt rehearsed. The phone went away. And then she twisted in her seat, and he instantly moved at an alarming speed, darting behind her car and away onto the decline of the hill. Caitlin opened her eyes and reacquainted herself with her surroundings and the new stiffness in her neck. She wiped her whole face with her dry hands and sat up, letting out a small ouch from the arrival of lower back pain. Then she took five little sips of water, opened the car door and left her capsule, swung her legs out and used the steering wheel to pull herself up and outside. She looked at the stars for gossip and wisdom and reminded herself of the reason she was out here out here in the emptiness, out here alone.